0: when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theatre. September 29th. Before dawn. Now it is done. And I would sooner die a thousand deaths than to live again what I did this night. We
1: will spend the night, you and I, here in this churchyard where Miss Lucy is buried. We enter the tomb. And then? We open the coffin. You shall yet be convinced. Take
0: care, Van Helsing.
1: Miss Lucy is dead. Is it not so? Then there can be no wrong to her. But if she is not dead...
0: With some difficulty, we found the Westerner a tomb. I took up my place behind a yew tree on one side of the tomb. Van Helsing on the other. I was chilled and frightened. Suddenly, I saw something moving between two yew-trees. A dim, white figure which held something at its breast. With a figure stopped, I could not see the face, for it was bent down over what I saw to be a fair-haired child. There was a sharp little cry, such as a child gives in sleep or a dog as it lies before the fire and dreams. Then the thing saw us. She drew back with an angry snarl. Her lovely bloodstained mouth grew to an open square. If ever a face meant death, I saw it at that moment. Then, suddenly, she turned and vanished in the direction of the tomb.
1: The child is unharmed. We leave him in a safe place where the police find him. There's more to do.
0: Come. Now, we're in the tomb. There, in the coffin, the thing lay. Like a nightmare of Lucy. Pointed teeth, the blood-stained mouth. Van Helsing never looked up. From his bag, he took out a book, his operating knife, a heavy hammer, and a round wooden stake, two or three inches thick, sharpened to a fine point, and hardened over a fire. Seward,
1: the life of this unhappy woman has just begun. Then she becomes what you call... Undead. There comes with a change the curse of immortality. She cannot die, but must go on age after age, adding new victims, because all that die from the preying of the undead become themselves undead, and prey on others. So the circle goes on, ever widening, as of the ripples from a stone thrown into water. But if this lady, this undead, be made to rest as true dead, then the soul of the poor lady whom we love should be again free.
0: Tell me, what am I to do?
1: Take the stake in your left hand, the hammer in your right. Yes. Place the point over the heart. Here? Then, then, I begin the prayer for the dead. In God's name, strike. Uh. Are you ready?
0: Now. Domini des aprieste. <laughs> On the morning of July 11th, A man was found on the border of Transylvania. He talked wildly of wolves and boxes of birth and blood. He gave his name as Jonathan Harker. In a hospital at Clausenburg, he improved sufficiently to make possible his removal to England. I'm still quoting from my own personal papers. But then his condition remained so serious that he was committed for observation to a private ward in my hospital at Purefleet. Here... He did so well that in three weeks he was completely recovered. It was during this time that his wife, Mina Harker, brought to the attention of Dr. Van Helsing and myself the journal that her husband had kept while the prisoner in the castle of a certain Count Dracula in Transylvania. I have before me the record of a meeting that took place in my study in Purefleet, transcribed by Mina Harker.
2: October 1st, Meeting Again, Ten After Eight Jonathan next to me, Dr. Seward afterwards, and Dr. Van Helsing at the head of the table.
1: My friends, there are such things as vampires. Had I known at first, what now I know, one so precious a life, would have been spared for the many of us who love her. The vampire which is amongst us is himself so strong that he can direct all the elements. The storm, the fog, the thunder... He can command all the meaner things, the moth and the bat, the owl, the fox, and the wolf. How, then, are we to begin our stride to destroy him? How shall we find his place? And having found it, how can we destroy? My friends, it is a terrible task that we undertake. To fail here is not mere life or death. If we fail, we become as him, foul things of the night, as him. What do you say?
2: I answer for myself.
0: Come near. The Professor laid a small, golden crucifix on the table. We took hands, and our solemn pact was made.
1: My friends, we, too, are not without strength. The vampire flourishes on the blood of the living. Without this he cannot live. He throws no shadow. He makes no reflection in a mirror. He can transform himself to a wolf, to a bat. He can come on moonlight rays as elemental dust. He can see in the dark, he can do all these things, yet he is not free. His power ceases at the coming of the day. Then, until night, he must remain in the shape in which he finds himself, and except in his coffin home, in those earth boxes, he cannot rest. When we can confine him in his coffin, then, my friends, if we obey what we know, we will destroy him.
2: At that moment, something slapped wildly against the window. Then... Did you hit it? I don't know. We looked out the window. Against the black sky, you could see nothing.
1: Data are now positioned. From the Count's castle in Transylvania to Whitby came fifty boxes of earth. All of these, to our certain knowledge, were delivered at Carfax. Recently, twelve of these boxes have been removed. First step, ascertain whether all the rest remain in the deserted house next door, or whether any one have been removed. Or whether any more have been removed. We must break each of these boxes and sterilize the earth with holy water so he can no longer seek safety in it. And we must hurry.
0: The events of the next few days are described in Jonathan Harker's journal. October 2nd, 5 a.m.
3: Just returned from the empty house. Left Mina here at home. Well, we've done our work at Carfax. The place was filthy. The air stagnant and foul. And alive. With rats. We counted the boxes. Only 38 of them. And over each one, the professor went through his same mysterious work. It was dawn when we got back. I found Mina asleep. She looks paler than usual.
2: October 2nd. Soon after they left, I fell asleep. I remember hearing the sudden barking of the dogs. Then it was silent. I got up and I looked out of the window. There was a thin streak of white mist moving across the grass along the wall of the house. It dawned on me that the air in the room was heavy and dank and cold. The gaslight came only like a tiny red spark in the fog. I could see through my eyelids. The mist grew thicker and thicker. Then as I looked, the spark divided and it seemed to shine through the fog like two red eyes.
4: You shall be flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, blood of my blood.
3: (sighs) October 2nd, 8pm. We are on track. Twelve boxes were delivered to an empty house at 337 Piccadilly.
1: dear friends, until the sun sets tonight, Dracula must retain whatever form he now has. We have this day to hunt out all his lairs and sterilize them. Then he will have no place he can move and hide. But, we will have only until sunset.
0: The house in Piccadilly was empty, like the one at Purefleet. The same sickening smell is in the air. On the table we found a clothesbrush. A brush, and a comb, and a basin. The latter containing dirty water which was reddened as if with blood. The boxes are back here.
3: Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Only eleven. There's a twelfth box somewhere.
1: Gentlemen, it is after six. The sun is setting. We've no time to lose. He will return at any moment. Open the boxes. Quiet! Listen. Here it is. It is he.
4: The window! You waste your bullets, gentlemen. You think you baffle me, you, with your pale faces all in a row like sheep in a butcher's. You think you have left me without a place to rest, but I have more, and time is on my side. The one you love is mine already. I have known her. Already my mark is on her throat. Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. She is with me always, over land or sea.
2: October 4th, morning. Another meeting in the study at Perfilet.
1: We must find that last remaining box, gentlemen. We must find it. As long as that earth exists and pure. As long as there remains one place of refuge for Dracula, there is no safety and no peace for any soul in England.
2: And for the undead, never peace, so long as he lives. Blood of my blood, blood of my blood. Mina! How do you know that?
1: Quiet, quiet!
2: With me, with me always, over land and sea.
1: Uh, Mina, darling... Uh, How did you know that Dracula said those-
2: I don't know. The words just came. Strange. There are times when somehow I feel that I'm with him.
1: At sunset?
2: Yes, just as the sun sets, and again at sunrise. Dr. Van Helsing, if I could, if at those times, you- Uh,
1: Have you the courage? The courage? For what? What do you mean?
2: Dr. Van Helsing here will question me.
1: I will question her, yes. In a state of hypnosis. The one you love is already mine, he said. She is with me always over land or sea. Ah, Count Dracula, perhaps. She will betray you if she is really with you. This one we love. Who knows? If she is really with you over land or sea.
2: Blood of my blood. Mina. Yes?
1: Answer me, Mina. Are you with him?
2: Yes, I am with him. Where are you? I do not know. It is all dark.
1: What do you hear?
2: The lapping of water. I can hear it on the outside.
1: Ah, then you are on a ship? Yes. What else do you hear?
2: There is a creaking of an anchor chain.
3: What are you doing?
2: Still. Oh, so steel. It is like death. It is like death.
0: Here is a report from the Matson Peabody. Shipbrokers. Dated October 5th. According to Lloyd's lists, the only sailing ship that left for Black Sea yesterday was the Zarina Katrina bound for Varna. Somehow, before she sailed, a man came alongside, all in black, driving a cart with a great box in it. This he lifted down single-handedly, and carried below. No one remembers having seen him after that. A heavy mist came up over Doolittle Dock until sailing time. The rest of London Harbour remained completely clear.
1: Our plans are made. The average sailing time from London to the Black Sea is three weeks. We can travel overland to the same place in three days. We shall be there waiting for him when he arrives.
0: October 15th. Arrived Varna about five o'clock. Mina feels stronger. Every morning before sunrise and just before sunset, she speaks to Van Helsing in a trance.
1: Are you with him, Mina? Tell me, are you with him?
2: I am with him. What can you see? Nothing. All is dark.
1: What can you hear?
2: I can hear the waves lapping against the ship. And the water rushing by. The wind is high. I can hear it in the shrouds and the... fall.
0: So, the Tsarina Katrina is still at sea. Hastily, to Varna. The Count cannot cross running water. So he cannot leave the ship without being observed.
1: What do you hear, Mina?
2: Lapping waves and rushing water. Darkness. Darkness.
0: A whole week of waiting. <coughs> Dated telegram from Lloyd. Not yet.
2: Not,
3: reported.
2: Not, yet reported. not yet reported, not yet reported, not yet reported. Rushing water, rushing water, creeping must darkness, darkness and wind.
4: October 24th, Telegram, Lloyds, London to Harker. Serena Katrina reported this morning from Dardanelles.
0: Lloyds, London to Harker. October 28th. Zarina Katrina in heavy fog. Reported entering Galitz Harbour at one o'clock today.
1: Galitz. Galitz is 38 hours from here. And the first train for Galitz leaves at 6.30 tomorrow morning. My friends, we have lost.
2: I am with you. I can see nothing. Nothing. I can hear men's voices, calling in the roar and the prick of the wind. I can feel the air blowing.
0: October 29th. Evening. We are due between two and three in the morning. But already at Bucharest, we are three hours late.
2: What's going on? I feel something pass me like a cold wind. I can hear far-off, confused sounds, as of men talking in strange tongues. Fierce, falling water, and the howling of wolves. There is another sound. How queer a sound. Like,
1: like... Like what? Speak, Mina. Speak, I command you. I command you to speak.
0: arrived in Galatz, saw the captain of the Tsarina Katrina.
4: Welcome aboard. We are over an hour before sunup. We receive a box from a party by the name of Dracula. Had his papers all right. Emmanuel Hildesheim, his name was. Mr. Hildesheim? Yes?
0: You unloaded a box yesterday.
4: I got it from Kaoloff by order. Kaoloff. Mr. Kai
1: Oh, oh, no, this morning they find him dead inside the churchyard of St. Peter. They find him dead with his throat torn open.
0: October 30th. Evening.
1: There are two ways in which Dracula can get back to his own place. By land or by water.
0: If have examined the map and found the most likely river is the Sereth. You and I, Suet,
3: will chart a steam launch and follow him up the river.
1: Van Helsing and Mina will take a train to Vatsti from here or from there. From there we shall go in the track where Harker went to Bistritsa over to Borgo. If you have not caught him before, we shall be meeting Dracula there.
2: October 31st. We arrived at Verezzi at noon. Van Helsing and I brought the carriage here. We start in an hour. Our enemy is still on the river.
3: October 31st. We can earn good speed up the river at night. There's plenty of water and the banks are wide apart.
0: November 1st. Evening. No news all day. We hear that a big boat went up the river before us, going at more than usual speed.
2: November 4th. All day driving. The country gets wilder as we go. By morning, we should reach the Borgo Pass.
3: November 4th. Evening. We have left the launch. We've got horses and we follow on the track along the river. We are
0: armed. Look! Quick! There they are now! Heading west!
3: Through the dawn. We could see the Slovaks some miles before us. Dashing along the river with their wagon. On it is a great box.
1: Late in the afternoon, we leave the Borgo Pass.
2: Van Helsing, look! Look!
1: We could see a long way all around. Far off beyond the white waste of snow like a black ribbon curling between us and the river, not far off, came a group of men mounted Slovaks riding along. In the midst of them was a wagon that swept from side to side. On the wagon was a great box. Look! We see two horses following fast, coming up from the south. Seward and Harker, the Slovaks with the heavy wagons, are losing their ground. Now they must be not more than a mile behind. Now the wagon is quite closer. We can see the great box laying gravely. Now they are almost upon us. Now has happened a strange thing. The wagon smashed into a great rock buried in the snow. Lost its front wheel and turned over on its side, jammed against the stone. The horses tore loose from their traces and bolted, and the Slovaks scattered and vanished after them. Then silence. Silence like comes after ringing a bell.
2: Look, his face.
1: It is Dracula, sprawled out stiff and twisted in the smear of his own holy earth. The box, in falling, has emptied the dirt onto the snow. His face is old-looking. The skin is like paper. Dr. Seward, there is no time. Look at the sun.
2: Sunset.
1: In one minute, it is sunset, and he is forever lost to us. Have you the stake of wood and the hammer? Yes. Now, Seward, pray for us. Kneel down and pray. Harker, the stake of wood over his heart. Be not afraid, Harker. Do not look into his eyes. The hammer! Now, Harker, strike!
4: Strike! Flesh. Flesh of my flesh. Guilt of my guilt. Death of my death. Speak and be manifest in the instance of your master's peril. Elements of darkness, rain, evil wind. Mist, and mold, and tempest.
2: Strike! The others couldn't, but somehow I can hear him speaking behind his eyes.
4: Claw, wing, tooth, scale, tissue of flesh, death of my death. Dead and undead, the hand of the living is over your master console me my children this instant is no longer than the space between two heartbeats but the night is not here and i am lonely come to your master my children beguile him now in the instance of its peril Beguile him with the sound of your names. Claw. Wing. Tooth. Scale. Tissue of flesh. Claw. Wing. Tooth. Scale. Tissue of flesh. Strike. Harka. Oh, there is one. Strike. care to me who has not answered. My love. Mina, there is less than a minute between me and the night. You must speak for me. You must speak with my heart.
2: Give them to me, Jonathan, give them to me. Give me the stick of wood and the hammer.
3: Harker, I shall never forget that moment. The look on my poor Mina's face as she stood there. The angry scar standing out on her throat. Her eyes like living coals in the last red of sunset. She hath torn
1: the stake and hammer out of my hands with the strength of an animal. Mina, do you know what you have done, woman? Do you know what you have done to us? You have released him. The evil is free. Look, the sun, as we looked Down at Dracula, the eyes saw the
3: sinking sun, and the hate in them turned to triumph.
4: Flesh of my flesh, come to me, my love. Come into the night and darkness. You have served me well, my love, my bride, my...
0: Ladies and gentlemen, all the evidence is now before you. I have added nothing, and to the best of my knowledge, I have omitted nothing that might help to throw light upon the extraordinary events of the year 1891, which culminated on that terrible evening in the Borgo Pass. There remains only this one last report.
1: When Mina Harker seized the stake and hammer from her husband, I believe she was under some form of hypnosis. She herself remembers nothing, but whatever influence was at work on her, she must, at the last moment, have rejected it. For at the exact instant the sun disappeared, it was Mina Harker who drove the stake through the heart of the thing that called itself Dracula. At that same instant, even as we looked, the wound on the side of her throat was no more. As for Dracula, before the screams of the creature had died from our ears, the whole body crumbled into dust. "'Dust.' and passed from our sight. In the final moment of the solution, there was in the face a look of peace such as I could never have imagined might have rested there.
4: Tonight's production of Dracula by Ryan Kiernan and the Mercury Theatre was the first of nine CBS broadcasts in which this brilliant group will bring to life a series of great narratives, all presented in the immediacy of the first-person singular. In presenting them each Monday at this time during the summer season, The Columbia Network is bringing a complete theatrical producing company to the air for the first time. And now here is the director to tell you about next week's Mercury Theater production, Mr. Ryan Kiernan. Ladies and gentlemen, what are your favorite stories? If there is one you are particularly fond of and would like to hear on the air, would you please write me about it? Next week, the Mercury Theater is going to tell you Robert Louis Stevenson's exciting yarn about pirates in the sea, Treasure Island. Until then, just in case Count Dracula has left you a little apprehensive, one word of comfort. When you go to bed tonight, don't worry. Put out the lights and go to sleep. It's all right. You can rest easily. That's just the sound effect there. Over there in the shadows, see? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I think it's nothing. But always remember... Ladies and gentlemen, there are wolves, there are vampires. Such things do exist. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure rip-roaring comedy and shoot 'em up westerns and gangbusters next time when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind that is wbw theater